What's going on, Cam? You know, Mitch, not much, but I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm super excited that you're happy to be here. I am happy to be here as well. Good. You better be. My uh, cat is really excited that you're here too. Apparently he just ran off into the corner. I have that effect on cats. <laughs> so, uh, and, he, and he's talking. I'm really hot right now, aren't I? Check one, two, one, two, two, two. There we go. That's better. Um, I noticed on the last couple episodes that my mic's been really hot. So, not in a good way. So. <laughs> you like donuts, man? I mean, yeah. I don't think you're human if you don't enjoy donuts. Who doesn't enjoy a good donut, really? So I was really tempted this morning, and I and I decided against it. But I was really tempted to swing by Dunkin' Donuts. What, what's your favorite donut? Either a Boston cream or a, a apple fritter. Both solid choices. So yes. apple fritter definitely. So if I ran over to Dunkin' Donuts this morning, I would have gotten a a apple fritter and a Bavarian cream, which is very much like Ooh. your Boston cream. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you and I, I think are definitely on the same page when it comes to donuts. So good deal. I think we might have some disagreements on the episode today, but we're, I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> I think it's going to be super us fun. Never, never we always agree. We always you know, agree. Just uh, so much harmony on this podcast. <laughs> um, so we talked about my experience at Galaxy's Edge uh, last time. I love donuts. Now I got donuts on the brain, but uh, I've gotten some of my stuff that I, that I had uh, shipped back here, which did I tell you it was $167 to ship it back here? Yeah. I remember my, it being uh, a significant amount. It's ridiculous. So we talked very briefly before that you, you had uh, a friend that went down to galaxy's edge. Yeah. And was had the, uh, the opportunity to do the Savi's workshop. And I'm pulling out my Savi's uh, lightsaber right now. I'm really <laughs> limited on space. In your... <laughs> Good grief. Uh, that's an awesome carrying case, too. Yeah, they, they sell that one at uh, one of the shops there. And I bought it originally just because I wanted to... Um, wanted to be able to have something to carry the blade that I bought for my Kylo Ren uh, hilt. And the, the case that comes with them is a black, a little bit more basic case, the, the Savi's blades that is. So that, that one I wasn't going to get until later in the day. So, but uh, this is, we talked about this last time. This is the lightsaber that I, that I constructed at uh, Galaxy's Edge. It is a protect and defend for those of you who uh, who aren't aware of this. And I believe, I don't remember, but I believe I have the purple crystal in this one. Which, do you, which one did your friend get? Uh, her blade is blue. Blue? Okay. Yeah. Solid choice. But uh, I got purple. Yeah, so <laughs> good, good times. I actually thought about turning the lights off when I uh, when I ignited this just for you. So I don't know that anybody watches the the video when I posted on YouTube, but that's fun. So now also take into consideration the noise. Kind of got that nice little hum. 
Because it has like a some sort of like uh, motion sensor in it, right? Because yeah, there's a there's motion, so it gives gives you a little when you're swatting it back and forth, not hitting your <laughs> microphone stand. Big grief! I've got so little space in here, and it it uh, when you strike it, it uh, make, oh, nice. makes different sounds. So yeah, so pretty cool. But remember that sound and like how how you. Uh, how you characterize that sound because something that I wanted to put in last episode that I didn't get a chance to was the, um, I actually did record a bit that I was going to add at the end of the show. And then I just decided the show was long enough that I wasn't going to throw it in there, but I actually went, I nerded out a little bit too much too. So I needed to, uh, not nerd out that much, but there's, <laughs> there's your crystal inside the saber. Uh-huh. So we'll pop the purple one out and probably, I mean, the highest contrast, the one that contrasts with it the most is the white one. So you can definitely hear a difference between these, the sound that the lightsabers make with the different colors. So if you remember that nice little interesting low hum, there we go. That has accepted the new crystal. It's got the white crystal in there. You made a face. Was that was that, that unpleasant? Wasn't a pleasant for you? That was not a pleasant noise. Oh, okay. Maybe it's because you got your headphones up too. I don't know. Maybe you got bad headphones. My headphones are just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I get the blade back in here, I'll ignite the saber, and you can hear the difference between the two. These are way more complex than I had initially understood. Yeah, so notice how much higher pitched it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the. Uh, it sounds way more alien than the uh, the other one. Yeah, so it's much much higher pitched, more more crisp, clean sounding. Yeah, so good stuff. So I'm gonna set that off to the side here. That's pretty cool that just by changing the crystal, it totally changes the entire vibe. Mm -hmm. So one other thing that I didn't get a chance to show you and have the, uh, the listeners here was the Kylo uh, hilt. I have, I have that displayed right in front of my, my iPad. So I don't, I'm sorry, my iMac. So that almost looked like magic when I picked it up. The uh, stand that I got for him, I had I have sitting right below my uh, my um, iMac here, right in front of me, so I can look at it every time I sit down at my. And because we're going for sound here, I'm not going to put the side blades in because the side blades are off over in the corner here. So it just needs the main blade for this. Hold on, just a second. But uh, so now um, I'm in a dark room, so you can see you know what the difference is between these. So here's the uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber. And I got a longer blade on this. <laughs> I'm like poking the ceiling with it. Yeah, it has that, that flicker to it. Like, Yeah, it crackles and pops and the blade uh, like flashes. It's easier to see it like on my face and around the room than it is on the actual blade on the video. Uh-huh. But uh <laughs> the flash that it makes when when the, the strike flash that it makes doesn't uh-huh. come over on the video quite as well either. So. But that's 
that's super fun. So, um, little pro tip, hold on, let me turn the lights back on. All right. Um, the pro tip for any of the stuff that you get at uh, Disney is replace the batteries. The batteries that they sell them with are fairly cheap um, batteries. And so what I did is I went and got some of the really nice, um, make sure that that doesn't fall over there. All right, I, I got some of the really nice uh, Duracell, like Optima batteries for them. And there, it does make a big difference. So that, that Kylo blade did not sound quite as good until I put these uh, Duracell Optima batteries in those and mm, good stuff. <laughs> so these are the expensive ones, if anybody. Yeah, these batteries make a big difference. So cool. More power. I don't know that there's a ton of ton of other follow-up that we needed to do. I uh, I did paint um, my droid. So he now has a copper panel on him and he's I added some arabesque um, on the back of him for his uh, dis designation of R1029. Added some uh, silver paint along the, the black edges so that it looks like the black is chipped off of it and turned out pretty cool. So it does look nice. That would be the follow up. And I did not uh, put my monkey lizard back on my shoulder for this episode because I know you find that unsettling. <laughs> so. But he is sitting You're right so over thoughtful. here. You're sitting so right over here. So, yeah. is, that a, is that a threat? Do I need to be on my best behavior? Might have to get out my monkey lizard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Still title. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that every day. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to talk about um, the uh, betas today. And I think you're running just one of the betas, right? Yeah, my iPad. Um, I, I have a Mac mini and I have the M1 MacBook Air. But due to the use uses that the use cases that I have for each computer, I really can't afford to put Monterey on them just yet, especially with everything that I've heard about mm -hmm. <laughs> Monterey beta. Yeah. And we'll get, we'll get to that stuff in a bit. Yeah. I need my Mac mini to edit my, uh, my other podcast and I uh, rely on an isotope plugin for that. So that one is untouchable. And then this, uh, the laptop I use for youth group and doing presentations and, and leading Bible studies and that sort of stuff. And so I need that to be reliable too. So as much as I would love to play with Monterey, uh, it's just not something that I can pull off with my, my everyday life. So the iPad uh, gets the beta. Yeah. I have a visitor here. My, yes. my cat decided he wanted to jump up here and get some attention. So he just, and when he does that, he likes to rub on my face. What? You need to sit down, dude. Come on. So you can sit right there and you're good. Um, I went ahead and because I'm crazy, uh, updated everything but my iMac um, to the betas. So not everything, I shouldn't say that because I didn't I didn't do the watch beta. And uh, um, I think that's the only other beta that I had to do. TV beta, yeah, I didn't do that either. But I have my iPhone on the... Uh, on iOS uh, 15 
I have my iPad on iOS 15, and I have my MacBook Pro, uh, my 2016 MacBook Pro. I have that on uh, Monterey. So, so I have some thoughts. I haven't used the um, Mac OS a lot yet, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to it. I've got that later in the show. I put that I put that down the list because I don't really have a ton to say about it. But um, I thought we would start off talking about the changes in Safari. <laughs> because I thought this would be the area that we have the most to talk about uh, because most of the other features, so many of the features were just all cross platform. And this yeah. is the one that I think uh, most everybody's been talking about. So I figured we would start there. So I've, have you used Safari a bunch on your iPad yet? Yeah. I don't like the new tabs and I'm not a tab. Like I don't keep like, more than like three tabs open like ever and i still don't like it mm -hmm. it's 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 not my favorite and it's not even about like the like the coloring or whatever it's just like they hit refresh they like everything is hidden under that stupid three dot thing and then you've got i just i don't i don't like it and then the tabs move so like if like I have two tabs open right now and I have the right one open. So the URL bar is like the right two thirds. And then I tap the left tab and then the URL bar is like the left two thirds. It's just like, why are you moving something that doesn't need to move? I don't, I don't, I don't like it. That's my thoughts. I think that probably doesn't bother me as much. What, what does bother me is that, uh, there are buttons that normally are on the, the toolbar, especially in Monterey, that aren't there anymore. You know, yeah. I don't use the refresh button all that much, but I do like using some of the other ones like your share, share sheet and stuff like that. And I'm used to those being right in the interface. And now you've got to tap the little more button to get to anything. So... So one bug that I've been having, and this is not necessarily related to Safari, but it's where I've been using it the most, is uh, they, the multitask um, dots up at the top. I don't know what to call those. Uh, but yeah, when you tap on those, I will select like one side of the screen or the other. And so then the interface like splits off so you can select another app to put in there uh -huh. and immediately the springboard crashes every time. Oh, really? I, yeah. I have not had that bug at all. Yeah. Well, also consider I'm on the original iPad or the iPad pro iPad pro. Um, so my, it might be that it's, that it's just affecting the older iPads, but every single time and I've rebooted uh, the iPad and, and all that. And it still happens every single time it, uh, uh, the springboard crashes. And so I don't really, I haven't really been able to test out the, the multitasking because it keeps uh, crashing springboard. So, but I can still do it the old way, but yeah. uh, the new way is just not working for me. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Hopefully they'll get that fixed. But uh, but as far as Safari on iPhone, um, I would have been interested to hear what you had to say about that because th this is where I think a lot of the 
even though there's been a lot of crit criticism about the new tab uh, structure and all that in uh, the iPad and Monterey versions, I think the iOS version of it has gotten a lot of attention because of just the strangeness of it. So have you have, have you seen what it looks like? And Isn't the URL bar on the bottom now? Yes. Let me see if I can share my screen with you so you can see it. All right. You can see it okay? Oh, aren't you fancy? Yeah, you like that? I am fancy. I do. There's probably a whole lot to talk about just looking at my home screen, but let's uh, go into Safari. I do not have Safari on my home page, but so let's get uh, to why. Why does it move? Do you see that? Why, yeah. Why are they moving everything? Let's just pull up Google because we can. So, so yeah. So the the bar is at the bottom which is nice for reachability reasons. Right, but look, it's hiding part of the UI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it goes away. Um, it does um, give you the night, whoops, totally just tapped on a link instead of pulled that up. Um, it does give you a, the nice, the ability to flip between your, uh, between your tabs. Uh -huh. And then the tabs display differently now too. That's so, better, that's yeah. so much better. I, I agree. I think that that having a more tiled view instead of the the stinking yeah the uh, the like Rolodex yeah <laughs> sort of deal yeah, yeah so this is this <clears throat> the tile view is much better. And as a side note, have you have you ever gone in and seen that there is an option for how often the tabs disappear out of here or are deleted? You can set no, it to I like didn't. yeah, you can set it to a day, week, a month. You know, so that if you want the 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 tabs in Safari um, automatically deleted, you can do that. So I have Let's actually I set it up for every day because I, otherwise I accumulate too many tabs and it drives me crazy. I say, who's keeping a tab open for a month? Right, just silly. So, but yeah, so that is that's Safari. Um, yeah, I like the new tab view i don't know why the url bar hides ui elements and moves like if you're gonna mm -hmm. put it on the bottom put it on the bottom but don't have it block stuff like that's just dumb it's just not and something that i don't like and it's if you can imagine what you're seeing at the top of the screen the notches cut out in that that gray area uh-huh why can't why can't the page just go all the way to the top why there's still why is there still a gray bar there you know you're 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 wiping out the whole whole interface on the top there for you know to give more space but you still have that little gray bar up there and i and i understand what it's doing up there but you know i've seen other ui elements where there's no gray bar there it's and they adapt the information that you have up there to the mm -hmm. the color that's behind it. So maybe it goes to a black on white as opposed to a white on gray or whatever. So there's still UI elements that are that are taking up the screen. So I don't know. It it seems a little interesting. <laughs> I will tell you I don't hate this quite as much as everyone else does or everyone else seems to. 
I'm not super excited about having to tap into this little more button to get to all the all of what you can do. You know, adding yeah. a adding a bookmark or adding something to read later. The share sheet is buried in here too, so you don't have just a a button from the the UI to to share stuff. It's two taps now instead of a single tap. So, you know, I just I find that it's a little bit a little bit more cumbersome to uh, to get around the UI now because they just stripped it down so much. So, so yeah. But I do love the focus uh, stuff in in iOS. If we're ready to move on, on from Safari, yeah, absolutely. Um, focus is so cool. Um, so I I set up a page for when I'm when I'm working. That uh, you know, if we go go into and I can show you here in the the pages i have a page set up right in the middle on the top there that is just uh four apps that i use at work a lot and then widgets that uh that provide me information and and stuff that i will use at work fairly regularly so that page shows up when i'm at work and only when i'm at work um because it's because it's set up with geolocation oh nice so so when i get to work uh, I walk in, and as soon as the geolocation acknowledges that I'm uh, that I'm at work, it uh, it switches me into my work focus and adds that page to the home screen. It uh, it limits what apps are notifying me throughout the day. It limits who can contact me throughout the day. It uh, it does some really cool stuff that you know I almost kind of wish they could have demoed this better man i i think that there's something really cool here the only thing i doesn't do that i wish i could figure out how to make it do is to turn off the wi-fi when i get to work because our wi-fi network is crap at work so i tend i tend to use uh lte when, when i'm at work because my speeds are like two three times as fast so you can do that with a shortcut because you can trigger focus modes from shortcuts so you can just build it in to a shortcut to kill your Wi-Fi too. But is that is that going to provide me the uh, geolocation? Yeah, does it work with geolocation? Um, you can run automations uh, on your shortcuts, and they can be geotagged. So yes, you should still be able to do that. No, perhaps I will dig into it when I have the time. But so that that focus in and of itself is really neat. I have been looking into like building different contexts for um oh what's the word i'm looking for like building contexts for the uh the different different focuses that i can create like maybe make one for church so when i'm at church it strips down all the stuff that that i don't use normally um and just gives me like the apps that i need for when i'm at church so yeah, that's a clever idea. Mm, I should do that to my wife. Take Facebook <laughs> off her phone when she's up. I didn't say that. Wow. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm just kidding, hon. Oh, boy. I am so not involved. I am so not involved in any of this. Oh, I just thought it would be funny. No, she's she's not. She's not terrible at that. So. 
Um, you have anything in iPad OS that uh, that you're really excited about? Well, I do love the fact that I can now have widgets on my iPad, Mitch. And by on my iPad, I mean like freed from their silly prison that they used to be in. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind the rotating. I like I really don't. I'm doing it right now, rotating my iPad. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They should have done this from the beginning. So I discovered something about the rotating. Yes. I was getting kind of upset with like I I took the uh, Audible app off my home screen and added the Audible widget, like the small one. So something that should be said is that the size classes for widgets on the iPad are not a one-to-one comparison to what's on the iPhone. So your small widget only takes up the space of one icon on the home screen. So I just, I replaced my, the audible app with the audible widget, the small Uh widget. And when I, when I added that, I added it to a certain spot in landscape that I wanted it. So it's sitting right next to my Kindle app uh, because it just seems like those two should go together. And my Comixology app is right there. And then I also have my LinkedIn Learning app kind of in that corner. Those, th- those three things kind of sitting in that corner. Well, when I rotate, when I rotated my, um, rotated into portrait mode, all of a sudden, for some crazy reason, the, the uh, Audible widget went all the way down into the uh, right-hand corner of the screen. And... I thought that that's really, that's weird. That shouldn't do that. Cause that's nowhere close to where I put it in landscape. Yeah. So, so I started messing around with that a little bit. It, when I moved it to back next to the uh, Kindle app in the, uh, in portrait, when I switched it back to landscape, it stayed where I put it in landscape. So I'm wondering if this is this is designed like if I put some if I move something somewhere in landscape and then go to portrait and move it there in portrait, if I'm sending a message to the uh, the operating system, this is where I want it. Um, I'm wondering if that's coded in or if it's just a bug right now. So well, I'm testing it. I'm testing it. Yeah. I just changed the location of two applications in portrait and I'm going back to landscape. You are 100% correct. There are two different layouts completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so th- interesting. I, I think that is a, a cool little thing if that's intentional and that's not a bug. I sure hope it's intentional. Yeah. I think that's cool that, you know, I can actually customize each layout. Um, it has not been expressly said. I don't know that it's been written anywhere that that's how it works. But I discovered that the other day when I was moving stuff around, and I I dig it. I hope it stays this way. Yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome. <clears throat> I was about to get really mad and say that they should have done this a year ago because mm-hmm. all they're doing is just rotating the apps, but they're actually two separate layouts. And so if that's what took the extra year, then I'm all for it. Cause that's awesome. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to, um, to look at this and, and say, you know, okay, this is what they took the extra year for, you know, I'm, so. I'm giving them a golf clap right now. Kudos. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the, 
because I did not realize because I like 98% of the time use my iPad connected to the magic keyboard. So it's 98% of the time in or or landscape. Mm -hmm. This was, I I had not noticed that. So you are, uh, I've not heard anyone else mention this either, Mitch. You might be, uh, you might be breaking the, uh, I'm a pioneer. uh, Yes, you are a passionate pioneer who's brave enough to. I'm an iPad OS forensic specialist. (laughs) Wow. iPad OS FS. (laughs) So I. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. So I am kind of digging using the large uh, widgets on the screens. Um, I, I really like splitting my screens up into sections. You know, I do that on the iPhone as, as you saw when I was sharing the screen with you, like having mm-hmm. a, having a widget and then like four um, app icons and then app icons right below the, the other widget with a, with a widget next to it. And just kind of having this kind of Z shape with, with how I have those arranged. So I've taken that to um, iPad and the one exception that I've made is uh, on the second page. So just to give you uh, an indication of how I'm thinking about this, I've now decided since the, then I, since I went to the, the iPad beta here that I'm going to start on my iPhone and iPad having a home screen that is all the apps that I normally need for the day. So these are all my daily driver apps. And then having a second screen that's all my entertainment apps. So games, video, uh, audio stuff. And, and those two screens, I, I can have those separated out so that I'm, so that I'm not, I don't have a bunch of entertainment stuff on, on the home screen. And it's been working out pretty well for me so far. But on the iPad, I use the extra large um, uh, Apple TV widget. Uh, on there to to be able to see like what what tv shows do i have that are that are on the apple tv right now that i could watch and actually have found it a little bit more pleasurable to watch them on my devices so i think i think it's uh it's been good that way so well i i for one cannot uh I can't, I can't use that giant, 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 giant widget. I just can't. It's, <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing on my iPad that I, Mitch, it's so big. Look it at is. that thing. Yeah. That's great. There's, there's not a single application on my there's, device that, is, that deserves that much space. There's so much information there. It's good. Well, I'm glad you like it. I will never be mm-hmm. using it. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm testing it out. You know, I have, I have, uh, on the home screen, I've got four, um, video widgets. So I've got, uh, I'm sorry, we're not widgets, uh, icons. So I've got Hulu, Disney plus YouTube and the MLB app. And then in the bottom middle section, I've got, uh, four Apple arcade, uh, game apps that I'm playing right now that, uh, that, um, are, are sitting in the middle there. And then the rest of the page is widgets. So I like having less icons and more widgets on the screen. Uh, I like the, the visual of, of it. So even though this is unbalanced, but I can live with that. This is, this is what I'm working with. I got all my widgets on the top 
and all mm-hmm. my apps on the bottom. Yeah. Um, that's that's the first rendition. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what changes as time goes on. Well, that works for you. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> as you drink your coffee judgingly, I saw that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. The Bible calls so, us to take the speck out of our brother's eye before we take the log out of our own, right? Take it that's right. exactly what that's exactly what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to cover in iPadOS? Um, the multitasking is a little weird yet. I mean, yeah, I don't have the bug that you do, so I actually quite like the new multitasking. Um, I like that it's not completely hidden. Uh, I like that you have uh, options, whether uh, on the screen or through keyboard shortcuts to initiate and change apps and all of that stuff um, using the globe key, uh, which is really nice. Um, I know some people have kind of like poo-pooed it as like, well, that's not good enough. It's a lot better than what we had. And I think it's good enough for a lot of people. So I'm in the camp of good job, Apple, the new multitasking stuff. Very good. Um, quick note, cool idea. Uh, I played with it once and then I haven't touched it since cause I don't use Apple notes. So it's a, it's a cool feature that's 100% useless to me. Um, but I think more importantly, it is a, uh, hopefully a sign of what's to come with this new interaction type. And that hopefully at some point Apple will open up that, um, API to third party developers in you know a year or two or three or whatever it is and uh i will be much more excited about that sort of quick access um if it's open to other applications um but as it stands cool cool feature really neat um useless to me so what uh what i do dig about it is that it does tie to websites um, it ties itself oh, yeah. to websites. I haven't played with the, um, how it works with files yet. Like if I'm, if I'm at work and, you know, I'm looking at, cause I, I'm the nerd that I've got to have everything digital and making notes on my iPad instead of, you know, using paper. So I have documents and on my iPad that I, that I mark up and stuff like that. And could I pull up from the corner, make a note and then, and then uh, swipe it away and have that note tied to that document that I was working in. I haven't oh, seen yeah, if that, that good, does that or not. I'm not, Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Cause that would, I do that would be like, pretty like, useful to me. Yeah. Like you said, I know it does that with um, websites, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a really cool feature. It's quite handy and convenient and a little bit powerful too, but I have zero use case for it because it's tied to Apple Notes. So for those of you that that do have uh, a use case for it, uh, you know, I'm a little jealous. Um, I will I will say that uh, I I love that they brought App Library to the iPad. It still has all the same issues that we've talked about before. You know, the the folders like to resort themselves. You don't have any control <laughs> over um, uh, where those yeah. those uh, 
those um, apps go and stuff like that. It has all the same issues, but you know what, if I had to live in a world with it or without it, I'm glad we have it, you know, cause yeah, now I can nice. hide all these apps. I mean, I'm, I'm literally within the last week since I put the beta on my iPad, I'm using my iPad more. Like I told, I told my wife the other day, I says, you know, this, this has turned my iPad into my living room computer, you know, and now I don't drag my, my MacBook up there anymore or haven't except for like when I put Monterey on it the other day, I had it sitting next to me, but I don't feel compelled to keep my, my MacBook up there for, for any reason, because I can get to whatever I need on my iPad and it's not as cumbersome. I can, I can read on it. I've been, I've been reading some devotionals lately on it uh, and different stuff like that. And it's totally convenient on here. And I love the fact that it's not just a, a mess of apps like it was before, but it's all organized. It's, you know, I have it looking the way that I want it to, and I don't have places where I just shovel off all the crap that I didn't want to look at. You know, there's no utilities folder anymore that has all the <laughs> junk in it that I did, that I don't use. It's just there because, because it's doing stuff in the background. So. Yeah, it's uh it's nice. And again, this is one of those things last year where I was like, what the crap? Why is, well, why is this not on the iPad? It made no sense. And now it's here and I'm happy about it. Yeah. It just, it's so good. What do you think about how they've designed it for the iPad that there's a, a permanent folder in the, in the dock for it? Um, it's, it's an interesting choice. Uh, because I mean, the idea of having the app library is that you're not going to have multiple home screens in theory, right? People do whatever they're going to do. And so if that's the case that you're only going to have one, maybe two home screens because you have the app library in your dock. Well, that only means you have to swipe once to get to the app library anyways. Now I like having the option to have it, or I like having it in the dock because if I want 17 home screens, I can have 17 home screens and still get to it easily, mm-hmm. but I don't, I have, I have two. And frankly, the only reason I have two is because I haven't bothered to get rid of the second one yet. Like I don't even need it. Yeah. Uh, so it, I, I think it should be an option to have in the dock. Like you should be able to toggle whether you want it in the dock or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my case, I'll have one home screen, the dock, and then the app library and that's it. So I don't need it in the dock cause I can just swipe to the right. Cause it only takes one swipe, but you know, I, I think it should be a, a toggle to let you have it in the dock or not. And now it very well, very, it may be an option. I haven't checked settings. Um, I don't think it is, but it could be, I just haven't checked yet mm-hmm. cause I it hasn't annoyed it, me enough yet. If it was a setting, it'd probably be under, home screen and dock um oh nice Show app library and dock right there it is an option boom where is it i have toggle. uh if you go to home screen and dock go to the dock section show app oh. library and dock I oh right on. very good yeah so there's a toggle for that all right so it was really Which annoying makes me happy mm-hmm. i'm in there right now and it was really annoying me that uh that apps were still installing themselves on the home screen and you know, where on the, 
iPhone for the last year, they've just been installing into app library and then you move them to the home screen if you want them on the home screen. Well, in the home screen settings, you have the option to add to home screen on new downloads or move them straight to app library. And I'm switching that right to uh, app library only, so. Show notification uh, badges in app library. That's an interesting. Oh, thank you. It's uh, an interesting toggle. I hate so. notification badges, Mitch. Mm -hmm. I hate them so much. There's only a couple of apps that I keep them on, like messages, because messages I want to make sure that I'm up to date on everything that's going on in messages. But uh, but like right now, I'm looking at my my iPad home screen. I'm thinking, you know what? I should turn those off on Todoist. So. I don't need to know that there's 14 things to do today. Yeah, for sure. Because it's not like OmniFocus was where if I can't do it right now, I can schedule it to not do it right now and then it shows up later. So, um, not that I would have spent that much time doing that anyway. But. <laughs> so, just got rid of my, I just got rid of my second home screen, Mitch. It's glorious. Now my iPad is just one home screen and app library. And it's a beautiful, so, beautiful. So here's the thing um, about home screens. And this is, this is be quickly becoming my, my opinion on the use of home screens. I think home screens should be used, but categorized well. So if you've maybe categorized by context, so if you have like, here's all my daily driver apps, like, like I do on, on my main screen. So I have carrot weather on here. I have the reader app so I can go in and look at my news. I've got Safari, I've got email. Um, I've, I've got a couple other things on here that probably would, would be better served on another screen, but you know, I'll deal with that. Um, I've got a widget for all my files and you know, this, there's, there's stuff on the, uh, the home screen on my main home screen that that is just like this is the stuff that I use my iPad for so this is a, this is where I want it on the second home screen is like if I'm just going to kick back on the couch and I want to play a game or watch a quick video or listen to some audio that's what my my second home screen's for now I've got it I've got something percolating right now where I use my iPad at church so I'm thinking to myself, hey, those uh, there's a couple of apps that I have down in my dock. I'm like, you know, I could just put those all on a third homepage um, that's hidden when I'm not at church, and then set up a focus for when I'm when I walk into the church doors. This home screen is is available to it either is available or is the only one that's available when I when I walk into the church. So. Um, so I think that's becoming the new role of the home screen is uh, being, you know, being able to be more context aware uh, for the apps that are available. Now, I thought I'd heard that they were talking about making um, making it possible to have the same apps on multiple home screens. Um, yep. Is that have, have they been able to do that yet? Are they are it's, they doing it's, that? Yeah, it's part of focus mode. Is it because okay. you because you can have different, you know screens for different uh, focus modes mm -hmm. so um 
But yeah, I think there was, I heard there's like a, uh, there was a thing going around the internet of like a screen that was just all Twitter applicable. Like the full, the full iPhone screen was just Twitter, 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 Twitter. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, you can have different, you can have different home screens with, you know, like say you want to have your Logos Bible on your main home screen, but you also want it on just your church one. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do that using the focus modes. Yeah, because to me, that would be super help, helpful for me because yeah. then I can hide all the apps that I don't use at church or I don't want to see and not even have available to me. So my solitaire app is not on my not on my main screen, <laughs> you know, not that I have time with, yeah. with what I do. But if I was sitting down in the congregation, I would be tempted to sit there and play a game while while uh, pastors preaching. And he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he, he won't uh, he won't hear that. <laughs> Although my wife does, and she might tell him, so we'll see. Well, I mean, you already called her out on the Facebook thing, so you better believe that's right. Gonna, I probably earned it. So. Yep. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> I can't think of anything else to talk about with uh, with the iPad. We haven't really been able to dig into any of the sharing features, uh, share play or uh, shared with you. Uh, I don't know if you've seen anything on. No, your... and I'll be honest, like the whole share play thing to me, zero interest. You don't want to watch a movie with me. I do, but I'd rather watch a movie with you at your house or at my house or in a movie theater <laughs> together. Not while I'm at my house and you're at your house. Like, it's yeah, weird. We, we can, we can chat while we're watching the movie. By the way, I don't chat when I'm watching a movie. I watch the movie. I know. Mm-hmm. That's the what, who are these monsters? <laughs> I I cannot tell you the number of times I've gone to see a movie in the theater, and which is a perfect exactly why I don't go to the theater watch movies if I can avoid it. Um, it, it's that idiot that behind that's behind me that will not stop talking. That that drives me up a wall, and uh, or they bring kids to a violent action movie and they're sitting down in the front row screaming and you know all this other garbage like shut up watch the movie that's what you that's what you paid your twenty dollars for sit down and watch your movie Uh, i'm figuring in treats with the twenty dollars so anyway and we we go to a really nice theater so and generally speaking, uh, we don't really run into that a whole lot. We go we go to one of these like bistro theaters where you've got the big dream loungers and you can order food to your and they sell alcohol mm-hmm. and you know it's all it's good. Yeah. I like it. Got to get the alcohol in in the first hour of the movie so that you can metabolize it before you have to drive home. So, <laughs> hey, I'm being responsible. Good man. <clears throat> or at least Wisconsin, Wisconsinable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll save that. Okay. Um, anyway, we, uh, I had, okay. So quick little meander. We had um, my wife's aunt and niece um, over last weekend. And they're, in Minnesota, and I don't know what it's like down in Illinois, but but drinking is like not that big of a thing. Like, you know, a lot of your churches are much more strict on drinking up in Minnesota, at least. And mm-hmm. so we we hosted these two last week 
And my mother-in-law basically said, hide all the alcohol. Don't, don't let them see it because they're, they won't say anything to us, but they'll come back and be like, oh, they're a bunch of sinners. They, they, they need Jesus. <laughs> oh, so that, um, yeah, they'll just, they'll just judge you and then gossip about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it, you know, it's Minnesota. Yeah. Nice, Gee, isn't so. that the, isn't that the, the cat calling the kettle or the pot? I can't even say it right, Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you heard of the, the, uh, the Minnesota nice Yes, I apologize yes, if we have yes. any Minnesota listeners, but I I lived in Minnesota. Minnesota nice is passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Minnesota nice is. Let's not fool ourselves. If you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I live in Minnesota. Minnesota nice is nice. We we take care of each other. It's a good thing. No, it's not. It's passive aggressive, and we all know it. You need to deal with it. So yeah, the uh, my other podcast that I do. Mm-hmm. with Dave, he lived in uh, Eden Prairie for mm-hmm. a couple of years. He was a youth pastor there. So he knows all, he's the one that inter- introduced me to Minnesota nice. Yeah. So good stuff. All right. Mac OS Monterey. I have not used this a whole lot. I think my first experience when I, when it rebooted was, Ooh, that wallpaper is really pretty. Because <laughs> it was the purple version of the uh, of like the really purple like nighttime version of the default wallpaper, and it is really pretty. It's a really pretty wallpaper, but they've included all the wallpapers for from the IMAX as well, all the colored wallpapers from the different colored IMAX. So I'm rocking the orange wallpaper, the what they mm-hmm. call the hello wallpaper. And I really like it. It's cool looks really neat, really clean. Um, I will tell you that it did, did, did break some of my apps. So um, Rogue Amoeba is, is not supporting uh, Monterey yet. So um, Audio Hijack, I haven't tried Audio Hijack, but it killed SoundSource. Like SoundSource can't run on here. So I'm assuming that that's all the underlying um, yeah, all the audio, audio stuff. stuff. The core audio stuff has changed, so they're they're working on that, and that's not that's not unusual. Um, Rogamibia, Rogamiba, Rogamibia. What did I say? Rogamiba. Um, they work so close to the core; they're so deep into the the inner workings of the code that it's not uncommon for their stuff to break on a, on an update like this. So, yeah. um, be prepared. I would definitely check if you, if you've got some mission critical apps, like it's not mission critical on my MacBook. I don't really, basically what I use this for week to week is I'll do a little bit of audio editing on it, but not much. And I don't need to do it on this, on this, um, this computer. But the other thing is I, I monitor our YouTube stream at church on, on this uh, laptop. So, and I don't even really need to do that. So, um, so it doesn't get a lot of use throughout the week. Uh, it, it gets a little bit, but not a ton. So, and I have devices that I can do that on other than this if, if need be. So I didn't think I was risking a whole lot putting it on my, on my MacBook, but um. But my experience so far is it, you know, beyond those few apps, everything's running just fine. Um, again, the, the share for you features or sharing features, I like I said, I haven't used. Um, universal, what do they call it? Universal control uh, is not available yet. So I think that's going to be the killer feature when, when it's available. 
and is probably going to push me to update my iMac when when everything's working properly. Um, but to be able to use one mouse and keyboard for every device I have sitting in front of me, you know, so I think that would that'd be really cool. But um, other than that, I mean, man, I wish they they would, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to say exactly what you've been saying for the iPad for a while. I wish, really wish they pulled these um, widgets out onto the desktop uh, because these widgets on on uh, Mac OS are useless. I think there would be a much higher adoption if we could pull them out onto the desktop, arrange them the way we want to. I don't think that I don't know that they need to do like a grid layout for us. I mean, I don't know if you remember Confabulator or, you know, different apps like that. There was an app called Geek Tool that allowed you to put widgets out on the home screen years ago. Um, I think uh, Confabulator became YouTube widgets. Or I'm sorry, Yahoo widgets. Yahoo at one point. Widgets. Yeah, at one point. And so you could have like your weather widget and a clock and different things on the home screen. Uh, and you could put them anywhere you wanted to. So you could put them down at the bottom in the corners if you wanted to. You could put them up on, you know, on the upper left or, you know, just they were free form. You could put them anywhere on the screen that you wanted to. And um, there hasn't been anything like that for years. So it'd be really nice if they would uh, they would allow us to use those widgets on the home screen. Yeah. Definitely. I don't even remember what else they changed that. I mean, Safari, same thing with uh, with iPad. I mean, they, you're you're using the uh, you have your tabs, and each tab is basically the uh, the address bar for that tab. I you know I don't hate that. Um, it's different, and it probably is going to take a little getting used to. Uh, a lot of your uh, functions, a lot of the stuff that you want to be able to do with the browser that used to be in in the title bar are now hidden in the more menu um, in the address bar. Although I will tell you that there is a re refresh button if you mouse over it now. Uh -huh. So you can refresh. That was one thing that people were complaining about. Um, so there's a that's little the, less. That's on the iPad too. Yeah. If you mouse, if you if you mouse over the uh, the bar, the refresh thing does show up now, which is nice. They do. But again, it's hidden. It's not there. Like you have to accidentally discover that. Hold on. Add a quick note. Oh, interesting. So you can add you can add notes very similar like you do on the iPad. In. Uh, in Safari. So if you click on that more button, there is a option that says add quick note. So um, obviously you're typing it and not handwriting it, but, uh, but that's interesting. But I will tell you that all my extensions are showing up in, uh, in, the, in the toolbar up above. So they're not hidden. Um, so it, I don't think it's as bad as probably the, the iPad version. So I don't know. I got to, I got to use it a little bit more to really give you a better idea, but I don't, I don't think the, I don't find the changes as disruptive as some people are, are complaining about. 
when they do, when it is as disruptive, I will let you know. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Was there anything else that uh, they talked about? I can't really think of anything else. Um, Safari was just a big thing, I think, that uh, a lot of people are having an issue with. It feels a little bit like they maybe changed uh, Launchpad a little bit. Like the, the apps are a little bit bigger, a little bit tighter together. Um, that could just be me, but, but that it just feels a little bit different, but otherwise that hasn't really changed any. And yes, for those of you who don't use Launchpad, I do use Launchpad. It, uh, works for me, works the way my brain works, but I did, uh, create a hot, hot corner for it. So I, when I slide my, the mouse down into the lower right-hand corner, it pulls up Launchpad. Nice. So, yeah, I don't have it in my dock. But cool. Anything else you wanted to say about the uh, the betas? I mean, no, we we covered the iPad pretty thoroughly, and that's the only one I'm running. So I don't have really have anything to to add to the other ones because I have uh, no knowledge of them. All right. Tom Fuller there. <laughs> What's delighting you today, Cam? Um, international soccer, Mitch. The Euro final is tomorrow. The Copa America final uh, is... So the Euro final is England versus Italy. It's going to be a very good game. It's England's first major tournament final since like the World Cup in 66. Brazil versus Argentina is the Copa America. Why are you laughing and pointing your finger at me, Mitch? Did you did you listen to Connected from this last week yet? Uh, yeah, and how Mike and Federico have a stupid thing, even though neither of them like soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Federico's just being a turd just to be one. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they do that. Of course, they call it football. So they asked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Stephen, who's an American, if football was coming home. And he's like, well, I mean... College football starts in like two months. <laughs> a, perfect, a perfect answer. Um, so, yeah, so England versus Italy tomorrow, which I'm quite excited about. Uh, Brazil versus Argentina, which is going to be an amazing game. Um, the U.S.'s first game in the CONCACAF Gold Cup is tomorrow um, against, I think they're playing Haiti. So, uh, yeah, just lots of the Euro, the Euro championships have been incredible. I haven't watched much of the Copa America, but I'm going to watch Brazil versus Argentina for sure. That's going to be an amazing game. And then I'm excited, you know, obviously for the gold cup, uh, I, the U S has a very subpar team compared to what it could have because all of our best players play in Europe and they're all having their preseasons with their club team. So we're missing like our six best players. Um, so we'll see how that turns out, but it's not world cup qualifying. So it's not a huge deal, but it is nice to win the gold cup. So yeah, just lots of really good soccer, lots of really, really good soccer. And that makes me happy. Tis my favorite sport. I enjoys it quite a lot. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited for you. Well, I mean, in the Euros, we're supposed to be last year, but COVID, so it's it's technically Mm -hmm. Euro 2020, even though they're playing it in 21. So 
they're doing the same thing with the Olympics. They're still calling it the 2020 Olympics. So it's just kind of funny. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's very enjoyable. All right. What about you, Mitch? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little different today. I have two things that uh that are delighting me, and I couldn't choose between the two, so I'm gonna share them both. The first thing is I told you before the show started that I got a new thing. And that's the mute me button. It's the illuminated mute button um, that uh, was on Indiegogo. I think they had it running on Kickstarter as well. Um, I ordered two of these and I've got one of them connected to the computer today. And I just got it working right before we went live. So that that was fun. but it, what it is, is it's a mute button for when you're on, you know, Zoom, fa- a FaceTime call, uh, you know, a bunch of different, different of these services. This is a hardware mute button that interacts with the software mute buttons in the, in the software. So it's not a really a system setting uh, mute button. It just works with a handful of apps and they're still working on the software to make it compatible with more stuff. So eventually, hopefully, they'll make it so that it pretty much works with everything. Um, But right now, um, we record in Zoom. So for me to hit the mute button in Zoom, uh, it doesn't doesn't record. And I've actually used it a couple of times during the episode already uh, for when I uh, hollered at my uh, lady in a tube Uh, earlier. I muted and uh, a couple other things. So um, but it works great. And one of the cool things about it is that the button itself, it's a round uh, cylinder uh, with, a, with a touch surface on the top, but the whole thing lights up and you can customize the colors. Uh, you can also customize it to pulse or uh, dim down or, you know, if you don't want the light on at all, you can set it to not have the light on at all. And I have it set up in what I think should be the standard default, uh, green that the mic's on, red that the mic's muted. So when I, when I tap it, it turns red and then y'all can't hear me. Um, when I tap it again, it turns green and then you can hear me again. So, and I, you're leaning up towards the mic. So I'm thinking you got a question. No. So, uh, this, uh, this little device just makes it a lot easier for me rather than having to reach down underneath the desk where I have my, my uh, soundboard to, to hit that little tiny button on the soundboard to mute me, to be able to just uh, tap a button that's sitting on the desk right in front of me and uh, is giving me a very clear indication as to what, if I'm on or not. And uh, just, uh, just works really nice for me. So that's the mute me button. I will have a link in the show notes. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, they are um, they are now offering the mute me button. I think through their website, so you can check that out there. So I think they're they're ready to go uh, with that. So they got past all the chip shortages and all that kind of craziness. That I've, I've funded enough things in the last year that I've learned so much about product production <laughs> that uh, I I'm waiting on something right now. It's the the busy box sign. Um, it's, it's, a. will talk about it a little bit more when I finally get it, but they were supposed to ship like a year and a half ago, Oh gosh. but with COVID they, they keep running into issues with their digital version, which is basically a little LCD screen 
that you can customize what it says. So it's a, it's like a, like think of an on-air sign. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, like a little customizable on-air sign so that you can put any kind of graphic on it that you want, put any message on it that you want. I just wanted it for an on-air sign. And I thought, you know what, if they got a digital version, I'm a geek. I like that. You know, I can play with it and do, do more stuff with it. And it would give me the ability to communicate with my wife who would be upstairs that I'm recording right now and I, and I need quiet down here. Um, or, you know, what I'm doing down here and if, and if she can interrupt. So if I was working from home or if I was, you know, like we're recording the podcast right now, even though she's at work, I can put recording up on the sign up there and, uh, and she would know, you know, what I probably need to keep it down because the kitchen is right above me. So, um, so her moving around and, you know, starting the dishwasher or something like that creates noise down here that would, that would make it difficult for doing recording. So, um, but, uh, but that's, uh, that's hopefully coming soon too. The other thing that uh, is delighting me right now is I am, I'm really enjoying baseball right now. I have not been into baseball in a very long time. And, uh, and I was going to ask you about that. Cause you mentioned you had the MLB TV app and I was like, I don't remember mm -hmm. Mitch being that much of a baseball fan to have yeah. that app. So I grew up wa watching and playing baseball. Um, we went to, you know, old Milwaukee County stadium in, in Milwaukee to watch the Brewers play when I was, when I was growing up. And that was something that like, my grandparents would pay for everybody to go and we'd all go down there as a, as a troop. I mean, and when I, when I say that I have, I'm one of nine uh, cousins on that side. So nine grandchildren, um, all my four aunts and uncles and their spouses, and then my grandma and grandpa. So when we took a troop down there, we took a troop down there. So, you know, we'd rent out a whole section and, uh, and cause trouble because that's what my family does. So it was, it's good, but, uh, but I haven't, I honestly, it's, it's the old story and I've heard it was from so many people, you know, back in the nineties, there was a, the, uh, the, the strike and they didn't play. And then there was a lot of like, you know, hard feelings about all of that stuff. Cause it was one of the big, the first big like sports strikes, um, that affected gameplay. And uh, so a lot of us just kind of fell out of enjoying baseball. And this is the first time in a long time that, that I, you know, have really been enjoying listening to baseball, listening to Bob Uecker call a, uh, call a baseball game takes me back to when I was a kid, you know, he's still calling games. He's still call. He calls all the home games now. I, I think he's, he's been around long enough and I, I want to say he's in his seventies now. But uh, I didn't honestly. I didn't think he was still alive. That's yeah, I I I knew that he hadn't passed or anything. But and I know, and he's had a couple of health problems over the last several years. But but he's yeah, he still calls games. He doesn't travel with the team anymore, but he calls the home home games. So and they're they're working on like a you know guys that are gonna. Uh, going to call the games after he's gone, which is, I think mm -hmm. what the, the away games are really working nice for is kind of giving these guys credibility. They're one of those two guys actually calls the games with uh, Euchre at, um, on the home games. So 
you're really kind of building your next uh, your next team while you have uh, one of the uh, one of the old uh, famous um, play callers uh, still there. So he might be one of the last big play callers in the league. I don't I'm not I'm not aware of too many others. Harry Carey was a big one, but he's he's passed on since. But Harry Carey. Uh. <laughs> just Will Ferrell's Harry Carey was. <laughs> hey, if the moon was made out of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> I know I would. Uh, um, I think one <laughs> of the things that's made it so much so much fun for me the MLB app definitely. Um, we also still in our trial for the Sirius XM Sirius XM radio in our vehicle. So I have access to that in the vehicle and and on my phone. So there is a there is the ability to listen to games. Um, I don't have the time to watch the games. So for me to be able to like when I'm setting up for a truck at work or you know doing stuff to be able to put on my bone conduction headphones and be able to listen to the game kind of just in the background and it's not disrupting you know being me being able to hear everything that's going on around me. It, uh, it's just a cool little thing that like I can pay attention to a little bit of it when when I need to. But then like if there's something going on back in back in my area of the store, um, I can pay attention to what's what's going on without it you know getting in the way. So um, it is it is really, really nice to be able to keep up with them. And it doesn't hurt that uh, Milwaukee's doing really good this year too. so uh, so far at least. But have yeah. I ever told you what my fantasy baseball team name is? No. The Argyle Sox. I like it. Are they from Argyle or? <laughs> no, it's just the pattern, you know. Oh, but I but I mean I get I get that, but they should okay. be from a town called Argyle. They could be the Argyle Sox. Well, it's a fantasy team, so they're <laughs> they're from all over. All right. And they're not doing very good, Mitch. <laughs> they're not doing good at all. Nice. So, all right. Well, I will throw the uh, mute me into the show notes so you guys can uh, check that out. I also put the Apple beta software page um, in the show notes. So if you guys want to join us on the betas, I'm going to tell you mission critical stuff. Uh, for um, like on the on the max um, at your own risk uh, there's a software that is not updated for it as we said before you know I kind of agree with uh, Mike Hurley on this one um, he talked about it on upgrade this last week if you want to try the the iPad or iPhone um, uh, betas knock yourself out they're not they're, they're totally solid they've been solid for years the public betas are tested by the uh developers before they release them to the public so you know barring any like major issue um the public betas have pretty much always been pretty stable so um normally i, I mean i'd warn you not to do the developer betas because uh, they've, <laughs> they've bricked devices before um but uh, but the public betas have been really, really good. So I don't think that there's much to risk on that. So if you want to play with them, download them, play with them, and have fun with them. So you disagree? No. I thought my I thought my phone was bricked the other day though. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. And I'm not I'm not running I'm running the iOS 14 
betas. So I had like 14.7 before they just released it, you know, uh, and my alarm went off and then I turned my alarm off and then 40 minutes later I woke up <laughs> and my phone was a brick for like 10 minutes. And all of a sudden I picked it up and it was totally fine. So I don't know what happened. Um, but it works now. See, uh-huh. oh. so, but that wasn't iOS 15 related at all. I think it was just a, uh, I think it just needed a moment to collect itself. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've had zero issues with uh, the iPad beta for iOS 15 on my iPad at all. Like mm-hmm. I can even play Hearthstone on it, which I do at lunch every day. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie there's been a few of those resprings and that's, that's not, super uncommon to get a respring you know with beta software but it's not it's not a game you know it's not a showstopper by any means it just it's gonna slow you down for a second but everything comes right back and is just fine and you know it's not like the whole operating system crashing it's just uh, springboard crashes so for sure cool all right man well i think that's all i've got today yep me too. Well, if you are looking for more information or you want to get our back catalog of shows, um, if you're not in a podcast client, which I don't know why you're not, but um, <laughs> you can check out more information on us at innerdialogue.show. Subscribe. I'm telling you, subscribe. <laughs> Um, innerdialogue.show you can find more information we do have links up there for all of our uh, all of the podcast clients that you might want to use so Overcast, Apple Podcasts if you're on Android I'm sure there's something you can find Um, otherwise uh, you can uh, give us comments questions anything give us a give us crap I don't care Um, on Twitter I'm uh, at Mitch Craig I'm at Cam Brennan and uh, you can uh, check us out on Instagram as well. Uh, he's at Cam Brennan. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I flipped the script on him there. Um, he's at Cam Brennan. I'm at Radio Mitch on uh, Instagram. And I don't know that we really... Are you anywhere else? Uh, I mean, not really. I honestly, Instagram is the only one that I use. Okay. He's also at CamBrennan.com. This is true. I'm at subversiveblack.com, which uh, I haven't updated in quite a while. So you can go there and check out what I got. But there's a great introduction to a series I was going to start like months ago that I never started. So if you want to read that introduction, that's awesome. <laughs> so, All right. Anyway. Well, we I'm really. Mitch. Pre- <laughs> yes. Cubs win. <laughs> so uh thank you all for listening we are uh we are gonna get out of here i don't know before things go crazier all right cam it's been a pleasure it has farewell